Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Do Good Podcast with myself, Rob Watson. And in this episode, I had the pleasure of inviting one of my neighbours over, actually, for a cup of tea and a chat. Ellie Roberts set up Resolution Runners, which is a local running group. I think about three or four years ago now that she set it up. And I joined along about a year and a half. And I just really wanted to share her story because I believe that she's really helping to transform people's lives and give people a space, a safe place to come, learn how to run and to be outside and to do it in like a nice, safe environment where you can connect with people. You can build some good friendships and stuff. And I just think, you know, as, as I touched on, like right back at the beginning of, of my very first episode, which was, you know, Be The Change. And and I talked about, you know, there's people everywhere. You just don't know who they are. And, you know, it was great for me to be able to think, you know, there's someone on my doorstep who I believe is doing some good. And I can think, you know, can hopefully inspire other people to do it. So it's a good episode. I really enjoyed our chat. There's loads of tips and advice in this one and people who are looking to maybe start running or join a running club or even set one up. And it's not just about running. It could be any form of exercise or any form of activity, really. I think there's lots of good little tips in here. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this one. Before we get going into it, just wanted to share a couple of nice comments that we've had and one just spot popped up today um, on Twitter from uh, Karina Geddes. I hope I've got your name right. And she'd listened to the Never Give Up on a Good Thing episode on my last one. And she says that she couldn't recommend this podcast enough to people. And now she'd had tons of rejections over the past year, but it's what she really wants to do. So she's going to give it give it her all. Um, so it's really nice to hear that and to see people that have really, um, you know, it's inspired them in some way, the things that I've been talking about. So thank you for that, Karina. And then another one has come through from Sally Strawberry. Uh, I really do hope that it, that is your surname because it's an amazing surname. Uh, and she just wants to say that she's been doing a been great job on the podcast. She's been guided to it somewhere and she's been listening to a couple of episodes and she really enjoyed the Carving Out Time episode, which she was listening to while she was decorating. So, um, and she said it was a bit full of perfect little tips for her around decluttering and as she moves into new house. So that is really good to hear. I thank you. I really appreciate these comments. They give me a boost because I'll be honest, there's certain times when I kind of feel like, why am I doing this? Um, and I know I'm doing it for me because I'm growing by doing it and I'm sharing people's stories. But it does really help to just hear some nice things from people that they are getting something out of this and that people are listening to it. So thank you. So without further ado, on to the episode. Firstly, thanks a lot for taking part. That's okay. Um, so yeah, we've just been out on our morning run, Saturday mm-hmm. run. Yeah. No better way to start the weekend, I think. No, I would agree, definitely, yeah. I had a little count round as well, I think there was just under 50 of us this morning. Yes, yes, uh, good turnout. Um, obviously we've still got beginners, um, which affects the numbers a little bit, but um, yeah, no, it was, it was good, it's nice to see everybody, yeah. Yeah, it's, got a, it's always got a good feel, like when I started in it, it must have been about 18 months ago, that's mm-hmm. the thing that... I sort of felt so drawn to it was that well, when I first started it was very supportive very much like community based mm-hmm. was non-competitive very encouraging very supportive where maybe I'm a little bit aware that was perfect for me because I think before that when I got out running I'd always be saying like, I've got my clock on and I want to be beating a time and yeah. be running faster so yeah. to be in a group where it wasn't so much like that but over time you just naturally get fitter and stronger and healthier yeah yeah, I think um, we sort of found a bit of a gap, I suppose, in in local provision because if you if you really are results driven, 
um, then there's plenty of running clubs around that can you know sort of help you with that more kind of focused training um, and when we started we were very much wanting to work with beginners people who were new to running nervous about running um, or just lacked kind of confidence in themselves um, in terms of that kind of level of, of, of fitness and endurance um, and we didn't want to put people under any pressure ever to enter a race if they didn't want to or um, feel that they've always got to run, you know, kind of further and faster. And and there are times within the group when there are some dynamics that I think make people feel that maybe that's what they need to do. But we, we try to keep that out of it. Yeah. Um, and that it's, yeah, it's just about getting together twice a week and running at a chatty pace <laughs> um, the social aspect is as important as the kind of running aspect really so it's meant to be and it is a very supportive group it always has been um, and um, that's one of the, one of the reasons I'm, I'm kind of most proud of it really I suppose it's just it's lovely seeing how um, everybody supports each other and everyone recognises the achievements of um, people who do their first 5k however long it takes them you know sort of and our fastest runners will be just as impressed by by that um, as, as they are by you know kind of super speedy results as well so yeah. it's nice yeah. yeah I noticed this morning I think it was the first time the beginners group did a this maybe this 5k loop yeah. and at the end you know everyone's clapping them along the line giving them a cheer halfway through yeah it gives them such a boost because they'll feel they've made an achievement themselves but to get that bit of encouragement as well I hope so would just yeah. get them out they'll go like okay I'm going to turn up again on Wednesday yeah exactly Saturday. I hope so and I think it's um, you know we can all I think the thing because of the way the group's grown actually the vast majority of people um, can remember exactly how that felt so they've they've all done that that kind of first 5k and they know how how tough it is and how you do have to just keep yourself going um, and um there are so many role models, therefore, within the group who are able to turn and say, "Yeah, two years ago, I could, you know, I couldn't run at all." And um, so it, it's it's a nice kind of. There's always somebody that you could look at and, and think, "Well, if they can do it, then so can I," you know. Um, and that's another that's another nice bit. You're not we're not full of sort of super athletic looking <laughs> people that you think well, it's all very well for you to say it's easy. Yeah. You know, it's not like that. Um, we've got plenty of people who know the tough side of running and have you know kind of been through those days when it's it's really hard and everything's difficult. Yeah, yeah. I found that with the group, it's I don't, you can sort of get a uh, sense when you talk about the the feel of the group and the community and the support vibe where some people generally maybe in the group wouldn't feel comfortable maybe going to a gym and being in that environment yeah. where it might feel like there's mirrors everywhere and it's like how hard can you run or exactly. climb or push yeah. it it's just like yeah. it's just about showing up and like you say the chat the actual social side is just as important it is it is and I think um, you know we're very aware that with with our complete beginners in particular, you know, you're often dealing with people whose experiences of, um, you know, sort of physical activity have been completely negative. So, you know, it's going back to school, it's being, um, you know, punished by making being made to run around the school field, say, or the last one to be picked for a team, or you know, hating every step of a cross country thing that you have to do once a year, and all of that, and and. Um, there are a lot of barriers to participating in, in that t- 
type of sport um, if you're not careful. Um, and so we try to remove as many of those as, as, as we can. So we don't, we don't actually ask people to sign anything or to join anything. Um, it's up to them to make the commitment, in a sense. Um, and we know that often the hardest thing is um, turning up for the first time you know that's often the 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 bit that people find really really difficult um and i've had um i've had people arrive and say that you know they've been sitting in the car for 20 minutes and um that they were you know one woman one week she said she she cleaned her whole house before she came out and eventually her husband sort of drove her out the door saying will you just go you know sort of um but uh they are very nervous, um, and, and what's lovely is that um, as the weeks go go by on a beginner's course in particular, um, you just see that growing confidence, and it's not just about running, it's, it's, it's everything, you know, it sort of encompasses a lot of other aspects, and um, they start wearing proper running clothes, they don't you know that initially they'll turn up wearing you know sort of sweatshirts and really baggy baggy clothes and and you know there's often a lot of body shame that goes alongside trying to make those sort of first steps towards getting fitter um and gradually that comes off you know and they start wearing lycra um and uh and they they sort of start thinking of themselves as being people who run and and that's quite a, a shift in mindset um, and it can often lead to, um, yeah, sort of growing self-confidence in other areas of life as well, which is which is lovely, really lovely. Yeah, it seems to feed a lot of things. Um, I'm interested so to find out about the model. So is, is the couch to 5K that you... Um, yeah, that's the, that's the course we use with the beginners. Um, it's, so it's an NHS um, devised and approved um, course. And um, we used it we've used it kind of from the word go the very first course we did um when you when you look at it if you've not done it um it can look a little bit terrifying because it it has these kind of jumps it starts in week one basically what they do is a minute of running and two minutes of walking and they repeat that um eight times which doesn't sound like very much at all but it's surprisingly difficult if you haven't run at all forever um, and by the time you get to week seven, which is the week that they've just done, um, they're running for um, 28 minutes without stopping, um, which isn't very long, actually. Um, and when we first did it, we looked at it and thought, oh, I, don't, yeah, I don't know whether they're going to get... And we, we didn't have enough confidence, really, in the plan. So we tweaked it and tinkered with it and we did it a bit differently. And it was fine and everybody got there. Um, but the second time we did one, um, we thought, well, maybe let's just stick with exactly what's on the programme, and actually it works. Um, uh, so on the whole, although we are flexible, we recognise that sometimes people do progress at different rates, sometimes people have to miss a week because they get a cold or they're on holiday. or So there's always room to sort of tweak it, to repeat a week, to, you know, use, in theory, it takes nine weeks we always allow about 10 so that there is room for people to catch up if they miss a bit. Um, but 
actually yeah it works and it's 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 quite interesting sort of putting somebody in front of their first extended period of running for the first time and you can see them all thinking but last week we only we were only doing eight minutes and all of a sudden we've got to do 15 non-stop or then 20 and um but they do it's very it's very clever the way the body adapts to what you're demanding of it so so it works really well there are other couch to 5k um, and you know they, but they're all based on walk running to start with that's that's how it starts and you basically gradually extend the running bits and shorten the walk bits until you eliminate the walking altogether um, but the key to success is running the running bits very slowly um, and that's the mistake that an awful lot of people make is you think back to your school days when running was about running as hard as you could yeah. um, and um, it's not about that it's about sustainably sustainably running and being able to sort of keep going um, so you have to find a pace at which you can hold a conversation um, and that's part of the justification for doing it as a group is you know well talk to the person next to you and if you can't talk to them then you need to slow down and you're running too hard um, so I think when doing it it's by yourself is therefore harder for lots of reasons um, um, and that's one of them because actually gauging that easy pace if you're not talking it's quite it's quite difficult um, and um, so and when we started it was partly about providing um, an environment for beginners so that they didn't make the mistakes that a lot of beginners make and and are therefore why they give up um, and both um Sophie and myself had kind of gone through those phases and looked back at our early days of running and think, oh, you know, we didn't know what on earth we were doing. And somebody had just taken us to one side and said, that's the worst possible way to try and train. Um, then, um, you know, we would have been in a different place much quicker kind of thing. So so that was partly where it where it came from. Um, and then we thought, well, let's start with complete beginners. So, and it kind of grew from there. So when did it, when did Revolution Runners start? Uh, we started um, in January uh, 2015. So it, it had a, a bit of a long gestation period um, because Sophie and I, um, who were neighbours at the time, and we bumped into each other um, a few times, just as you do. Um, and then one night we bumped into each other on the train and I was in running kit because I'd just done a, a sort of training session. Um, and she was just thinking about coming back to running after having had her twin boys about um, 18 months kind of previously. Um, and But we're saying, oh, I don't, you know, I don't really like running by myself. And um, so we decided that we would run together just once a week. Um, uh, which we did uh, and we chatted all the way around <laughs> and uh, and I was kind of starting to run a lot more regularly and a lot more seriously and I was looking into sort of the proper ways of training um, and so and I'd also decided to do my first half marathon this is in about 2013 um, and um, Sophie ended up training alongside me um, and then at the last minute thought, well, I've done the training, I might as well, I might as well run the race. Um, and so she did, and we both, so we both did our first half marathon. And, and on our long training runs, we talked about all the, the early mistakes that we'd made and the idea of setting up a group. Um, and so we both went and did um, the leader in running fitness course that England Athletics organised, which basically 
um, England Athletics then insure you to kind of lead running sessions based on like the Couch to 5K. Um, and so Sophie did hers um, and then a bit later I did mine and we spent another six months talking about it and then finally we thought, right, we need to just do it. Um, so we thought January would be a good time because New Year's resolutions and that's also where the name came from. Um, so I just stuck a post on um, Facebook in the local network page um, we decided we would do um, Saturday mornings. Um, the theory being that we would get people used to being up and running at nine o'clock in the morning. So when they'd done their couch to 5k, they could then go off and do park run because they would be used to the concept. Um, that's never happened <laughs> because everybody's decided that they'd rather run with us. Um, and we, we did the first one and then we thought, well, the couch to 5k is based on three sessions a week to, to really sort of get you fit. And we thought... Maybe if we're only meeting once a week, that's a big ask to expect people to find two more occasions to run. So we quite quickly thought, well, let's let's do another one on the Wednesday evening. So so we did, and then they only have to do one themselves, um, and um, and that patterns work quite well. Um, but within about, we must have got to we were getting to a, towards the end, I suppose, of the of the first beginners group. And they were all saying, if we stop running with you, we don't think we'll carry on running. So we were like, oh, well, I suppose we could just keep keep going. Um, so we did. Um, and ever since then, we've kind of intermittently run a beginner's course. And But we've had the, the kind of main group, as we call them, has been um, fairly constant all the time. And um, which isn't what we intended. We, when we started, we thought we'll run two or three beginners courses a year and in between times we would just do our own thing, but that's never happened. Um, we've just kind of carried on and it's, and it's grown um, in numbers ever since really. So um, we started, I think the very first session we had about 10 or 12 people and we, as you say today, we had around 50. And the main group, people come and go a bit, which is fine. Um, tends to be somewhere between 20 and 30, I suppose. And then the beginners. Generally, we find out of each beginners group, maybe half of them will really stick with it. Um, and the others drift off. Sometimes, having got to 5K, actually, and sort of ticked that box, they, they kind of know they've done it. Um, but they don't necessarily want to carry on running and others life just gets in the way um and you know it's and sometimes they then come back We've, we have had people do a beginner's course more than once and it might take two or three times before it kind of really embeds and becomes a habit and a, a thing they realize that they really really want to do um, and that's fine too you know it's not about it's not about judging people it's about providing support for them and help if they want to do it but we're, we're not going to criticize anybody for not being able to come one week or you know it's that's not what we're about either so what i always love about it is that knowing that it is a fixed time it's nine o'clock on a saturday half six on a wednesday and in a way because i know that's on that pulls me out before that i would run quite sporadically yeah. like about once or twice a month on my own there was no one there feeling like they could encourage me. I had to always have that mm. will. And I'd start doing some of the park runs as well, which you touched on. So you do the park runs 
it, does the beginners group lead up to a park run as well? Yeah, we've tended to um, to do them every so often, and yeah, as a bit of a, a kind of graduation for the beginners, um, we encourage them to do a park run, um, and um, generally we wait until you know maybe two or three weeks after they will have completed the course so that they've they've run the 5k distance a few times before they do it um and we've tended to go to um the warrington one because it's relatively easy course um and um and just to yeah show them that it's there for them it is a thing that they could do every week if they wanted to it's free um it's you know you get a time but it's not a race um the only um, concern I've got at the moment is the, the Warrington one is so successful that it's massive now. So it's sort of between five or 600 runners wow. um, at the moment, which is bigger than some, some 5K races that you could enter, you know. Um, so I think we might wait a few more weeks because um, I think some of our more nervous ladies will be absolutely terrified by the idea of running in front of that many people. So, so we might leave it a, a little bit longer than uh, than we usually do but but yeah it's a nice way to finish um and usually um we're made really welcome we get a shout out from the park run director and you know sort of and they get a round of applause and and they do realize almost as soon as they get there that it is on a bigger scale it's just as supportive um a place to run as as it is with us you know and even yeah you've got some very quick people at the front of warrington park run but they you know, we always tell them you're not going to be the last, um, and uh, you know there are plenty of people just like you, um, and who are finding it just as tough and just as difficult. And if you want to walk, walk doesn't matter. Yeah, I love the ethos of the park one. My cousin would encourage me for a while, say, "Come and do the park one." Didn't know much about it, and I just turned up. And I love that it's all volunteer run. Yeah, it's got you know, like you say, some people will be running around in 17, 18 minutes. People, other people will be walking with the kids and do it in an hour. Yeah. And in between that, you've got people who'll be running with the dogs or be running, pushing a pram. It's just got a really nice feel to yeah, it. it Very supportive. And like you said, then I do the St. Helens one and they would be giving shout outs to people and saying, you know, such and such is running the 50th park run and 100. It's just got that really nice supportive mm. nature to it. Yeah. And you can see why it's become so popular. Did it start in the UK? Yes, it did. I think um, I think one of the London ones was the very first one, um, and it's now, which is now one of the largest. I mean, and that that goes into four figures, I think, um, each week. So um, yeah, it's been tremendous. But they're also um, yeah all over the world. So which is great. It's a, it's it's such a simple concept, and I think that's partly the secret of its success. Is you know if you if you keep things simple and stick to some kind of core principles, then um, and don't let too many too many rules get in the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think you know that's fundamentally it is a very simple concept. And um, and yeah, it does depend on volunteers. But you know, I find people are very willing to give up time actually um, if they can really see that there's a benefit in it. Um, and um, you know, we've found even with the small extra bits and pieces that we do that actually if you if you ask you know somebody will give you a hand with with something um and you don't necessarily feel that you have to do absolutely everything for the group yourself um you can just sort of say well if we want to do a social event and you know someone will organize that for us or and things like that so it's 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 nice yeah, it's true i think you find that people generally 
you know, it gives them a bit of purpose and a bit of meaning. Mm. And people, I think deep down, people like to be a part of something yeah. and to support something and to help out. Yeah. And something that's worthwhile. And it feels for me like this, that the movement with Parkrun and what you're doing with Revolution Runners and you're seeing it well, I think there's a general um, up, uptake in people. You know, lots of things like cycling's become so much popular over the past 10 years. And I think, okay, it's going both ways. There's people are becoming even more unfit, but then there's a real movement for people to yeah to make the change. I know, it's, a, it's, it's just... It's quite puzzling because, yes, obviously, you know, statistics show that, you know, we're, we're becoming worse at so many things and, you know, we've got this, you know, a lot of a lot of people that you, you can see are, um, you know, sort of chronically unfit and finding time to be fit, I know, is often a, a huge challenge that, um, you know, you do have to give time up to it and we're increasingly a very time-poor society, it feels like. Um, feel that myself um but um the ways for us to do that um there are many more ways that don't necessarily involve huge expense and cost and i mean and that's the you know the great thing about running is that fundamentally um you don't have to spend a lot you know um, no gym membership no you don't have to pay to join a gym um you can fit it you can fit it around your lifestyle quite easily and you don't have to do as much as I think sometimes people think, you know, that if, if you if you get yourself up to running two or three miles three times a week, that's great. And that's enough, you know, to sort of to, to start that kind of journey. Um, you don't no one has to start running and then think the ultimate aim is to run a marathon. You know, there's there's nothing wrong with never running further mm-hmm. than three miles. Um, but if you do that often, then um, it'll make a huge difference to you, to your health. Um, and I think there's so much evidence as well that exercising out of doors is, is, is much better for us than, than being, you know, sort of gym bound and I hate gyms, <laughs> um, but, um, you know, connecting, connecting with the outside world, um, and being able to run in areas of natural beauty. That's, that's lovely as well. I mean, that's, that's feels like a privilege. Um, when you get those days where the weather's lovely and you can find a nice part of the country to run in um, and I just feel really kind of blessed that I can I can enjoy the outside world in that way you know yeah. it's great and even locally here like I'm not a native from for Newton yet I had lived here for about 10 years before I really started to run and then get to see the place more and like you say you know, so there's some lovely little routes, you know, the canals and stuff. And, mm. and I th- I'm so with you on that in terms of like gyms, because you can often see people are just running on this stationary machine, headphones in or watching the TV. And it, there's a complete disconnect. Yeah. But I think if you're out, like even just here, I can hear the birds a little bit outside and you're out and you're running and the sun's out. You literally feel so much better mm. when you come back. Yeah. So yeah. much better. I'm sure the gym makes you feel good as well, but I think there's just there's so much extra with that nature support that I think through. so yeah and I think and you're right we are lucky around here because I think if you if you look at a map you wouldn't necessarily think we would have the access that we do to quite nice little patches because it feels a bit like we're hemmed in on all sides by by towns and and, and cities even but um but yeah there are some lovely stretches and you can get completely away and not really you know not really see anybody um the 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 Sankey Valley Canal Path's lovely um but even some of the some of the roads around here you don't have to run very far before you you're surrounded by you know fields and 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 lots of trees and um and as you say the birds 
bird song. There's one route I do where sometimes in the spring there's a woodpecker, um, and it's and it's lovely as you you know you kind of run down and you just hear that sound and um, and it's it's great and there's there's a virtue with um, running running in a gym and, and and sort of getting in a zone I suppose but it's it's not the same um, and um, yeah I, I think there's connecting with out of doors and and and. It's partly finding that in a child as well. I think um, you know when you when you're a kid and you just play outside and and running outside um, is the closest that a lot of adults get to play. I think these days. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. And one thing I've definitely come to notice, Joan, is that you know some good success stories as well. Like, I've mm-hmm. been with you group for about eighteen months, and then James is the one that stands out the most for me. Yeah, he. Just to paint a little bit of a picture, he was, um, I think he said to me that he was, the reason that inspired him to run is that he was in a, he was in a supermarket and he was going to go and run and just grab the, the trolley and he only went about so many yards and he was completely out of breath and he mm. felt like he really needed to have a sit down mm. and seeing him now, I think he's lost well over six stone. Yeah. And I saw just chatting to him this morning. He said he'd run a thousand miles last year. Mm. This year already, he's run two hundred. Mm. He's done two half marathons this year. Mm. He really is an inspiration to the yeah. group and to other people. Yeah. And to all the people in, in that he'll know his friends and family to see that he's gone from someone who would have been classed as, you know, a really unfit person, mm. and he's t- totally transformed it through this group. Yeah. No, he has, and um, he when I you know remember when he first came along and. Um, you know, occasionally people turn up. Week one, you always get more people, and, and there's always some that disappear after a week or two. And um, and my husband uh, remembers chatting to James and 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 sort of thinking he's going to find this really tough. I I don't know if he'll I don't know if he'll make it. Um, and um, but he but he did. He absolutely stuck with it, and he was. Um, it was so hard for him and you know he didn't pretend it wasn't hard um and he was slow um but the weight started to come off and he worked so hard in that first year of running um when um the other the sort of proper running club that i'm also a member of um we train at the track in warrington in the um over the sort of spring summer period and james asked if he could come along um and um so he so he did um and he was always at the you know obviously always at the back but he's got he's got the most fantastic sprint he's an he's an ex-rugby player um, and over 100 meters he can knock spots off most people um and um and he works really really hard um and you just gra- gradually saw the the weight come off his times come down and of course that hugely incentivized him um but um but yeah he's a, a real inspiration and it's been lovely this year he's been helping out both with our beginners and the beginners at the Warrington Club as well which he joined um and um and he you know you can't argue with him standing there and saying if I can do it anybody can um and um so yeah he's he's been probably our biggest success story um but also um Wendy who coaches one of our beginner groups as well I mean she found she found it really really tough she was in our second group of beginners and I can vividly remember um, taking her on the sort of the, the, the Rob Lane loop, our, our infamous 5K. Um, and the first bit, as you'll know, um, you run downhill and then you've got a fairly nasty uphill to, to go up. Um, and I remember 
going up with her alongside and she was really panicking about breathing you know, and she was saying I can't, I can't breathe I can't breathe and, and uh, you know and I was telling her to slow down and just take some deep breaths and and we we got to the top and and she then we were due a little walk and we had a little walk and I was explaining to her that um that part of the problem with breathing is that you start to panic and you think you can't breathe and then you can't breathe because you're panicking and it's to sort of it's it is partly a mental issue it's 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 fear as much as anything um and um we turned around and we were running back the other way so of course then we go down and then up again um and um she we ran along i ran alongside her and she 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 got up the second hill um and um and i know how hard that was it really really was and she was at the back of the group and she found it a real struggle but she's gone on to run a half marathon she's done a metric marathon so um 26.2 kilometers um and now she coaches and it's you know it's great and i know how much running means to her um as as a result and um so the we've got quite a few fairly inspiring people and and runners of all shapes and sizes which is one of the other lovely things i like about running um you can't look at somebody and think well they won't be very fast um you can't make that judgment because you get people of all sizes and they can maybe run faster than the the smallest slimmest looking people in the group it's it's you just can't ever judge um and you don't know what what people will be capable of, and that's that's the really nice thing about it, actually. Um, and they don't know either, you know. So particularly when they start out, um, and you can say, like now, week seven, we've just said to the beginners, you know, you think back to week one, seven weeks ago, you were doing a minute of running and two minutes of walking, and that minute of running was really hard, and now they've all, you know, sort of run round five k for the first time. And so most of them have been running for, you know, 35 minutes plus without stopping. Um, so that's fantastic. And they, you know, they never thought they'd do that. Yeah. And that must feel really good for you to see, you know, you've set this up, not having, you know, you, you set it up with the idea of to encourage people and to inspire them, but not knowing the sort of success stories and that would happen. So that must feel good for you, like James and, and others who have, yeah. have, you know, really transformed their lives yeah. in many ways. No, I do. I, I love it. And, and my favourite um, some of my favourite moments um, in, in in running have been nothing to do with my own running. Um, I do get a huge buzz out of seeing people achieve more than they ever thought they would. Um, and yeah, those first so the first time people do uh, you know a kind of a non-stop run, um, the first time we get them around that five k loop. Um, when the groups have taken through half marathon training um, and um, the plan that um, we always follow with them, they actually run further than a half marathon. A couple of weeks before, we, we try and persuade them to do 14 miles um, because I think it's a really good mental boost. Um, and I remember with Wendy doing that and getting to the point where I looked at my watch and I said, right, you've, you've now run a half marathon. Um, and she was just whooping for joy. She was so ecstatic. Um, and she just couldn't believe that she'd done it, that she was still running and she was going to finish this 14 miles. And um, it, it was just amazing. Um, and um, yeah, I, I, I love those moments. Um, I really, really do. Um, and even when, you know, it's those things that they've got me through my own sort of tough times, to be honest, if, I, you know, if I've been a bit injured and I can't run myself, then being able to still kind of come along and, and 
encourage people in the group and, and see all that still happening, um, then that that's you know that's great. I really like that bit. Um, yeah. As well as terms of like it doesn't matter about ages either. That's a great thing. You know, people I was chatting with someone this morning that I haven't chatted to before. And I think he started when he was in his mid fifties, mm-hmm. and he just saw something on TV, and then he saw he heard about the park run, and he turned around to his wife and said, "I'm going to run a park run," and she kind of probably looked at him thinking, "Yeah, yeah, of course you yeah. are," you know. And they, and they both did it together, yeah. And they both showed up, and yeah, they yeah. did it, and it wasn't fast, but it didn't matter. It was no. like they showed up, yeah. And then it and then it's led to him joining this group. Yeah, yeah. So. No, we've had plenty of. Um, in fact, I think probably our our sort of. Um, uh, vet beginners outnumber the young beginners to be honest um, we I think we've found most people have come relatively late in life um, we've got one um, runner who's 70 um, who's been doing uh, half marathons and um, yeah it's it, it's it's probably never too late to start actually as long as you start appropriately but if you've you know if you if you've if you feel fit and healthy in other in other ways, um, if you've never run before, then um, there are plenty of stories of people who've started really late in life, um, and um, and I think a classic time to start in some ways is probably when you're in your kind of late 30s early 40s when you you start to think oh I can't take for granted that I can run up the stairs without getting out of breath anymore and um I think that's often when people start um that's I mean I I was in my late 30s when I started running I'd I'd always done kind of something but um and played quite a lot of team sports and things but I'd never really particularly worked at keeping fit so to speak um, and um, but decided to do the uh, Great Manchester Run 10k for charity and um, it kind of went from there kind of decided that it was something I quite enjoyed um, so uh, um, but it took a while before it really became a habit yeah it began yeah. to can't it yeah and something that I'd really like to talk about is like it's the mental side of things as well mm-hmm. it seems so important I find um, I've been talking to people and how I like my mental state just improves so much different. Like to do that first thing on a Saturday to come back after you shower, you can feel so alive sometimes mm. and gives you a boost and gives you that focus. And I know there's a little program. Is it Walk and Talk that you've been doing? Uh, run and Talk, run yeah. And talk. So Run and Talk is um, an, a national initiative um, that um, has uh, mined the charity. Um, kind of started um, but they've now linked up with um, English Athletics um, and they have deliberately kind of sought to um, recruit running groups um, and and clubs but also informal groups like ourselves um, with the idea of um, making sure that within those groups there are um, sort of mental health champions Um, and um, you can you can do as many sort of run and talk runs as you like, but this year they they wanted a particular focus during mental health week um, and provided you know some sort of additional publicity and um, and, and ways of kind of tapping into to that support um, and um, it seemed like a really good initiative for us to to link in with because um, I'm just aware that you know there's there's plenty in the group who are very open about the fact that 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 running is a very important part of their of their kind of mental health um and um um so i asked whether we whether we had people who were 
willing to act as mental health champions and um, lots came forward um, including people who were already um, in that kind of role at their work for example um, so they're quite experienced um, and it's um, again it fits really nicely with what we do because there's no um, sort of compulsion about it it's just um, really making sure that people are aware that you're a safe place for them so um, they can come along they can run they can talk or not um, and um, they you know you, you can sort of designate particular runs as being kind of run and talk runs. so we did that during mental health week and I think we might try and do one every so often where we'll particularly sort of um, signpost it as, as being um, one of those um, but um, I think again it's partly that kind of being out of doors being within a group um i think sometimes for me it's it's the fact that you can talk about almost anything else than what might be at the back of your mind um but somehow when you get to the end of the run things have receded a little bit and and you just um and yeah it's you know when we're getting endorphins and you know there are chemical reasons for it um but there's also just a sense of um, whether it's because you're you're running to a rhythm and um, you know your sort of breathing's rhythmic and you kind of focus on just putting one foot in front of the other and and it just somehow helps um, to get a bit of a perspective back I think um, as well but but I think also those kind of personal goals and um, that kind of self-belief that comes through succeeding and maybe running through a slightly tougher run where it's not been brilliant but you've got to the end um, those are all kind of quite quite useful aspects as well and I think you know if you if you can force yourself to to run hard up a hill a few times then um, you know that's that's quite a good thing to be able to draw on um, and to you know to know that you can remember those those points in time where you know yeah I toughed it out and I, <laughs> I got yeah. to the end um, and and so people gain a bit more confidence um, and, and self-esteem um, as well that goes with it and that's that's good um, and there are lots of you know there are lots of stories of, of, of people um, finding you know sort of new ways of looking at themselves and thinking about themselves through um, through running and and, um, and and pushing themselves in in that way and being aware that they're capable of more than they thought and that they're stronger than they thought yeah actually by doing it whether you achieve to do the 5k or you decide to do a 10k or half marathon marathon that just then um, goes across many other parts of your life as well because you think well if I can do that and that thing and I've only just started running then yeah. I can attempt to do these other things that I didn't really have the belief in myself to do it I think exactly it's very I think so and I think it kind of um it 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 makes you realise that it's okay to not be able to do something the first time you do it, which um, I think as adults is another thing that we often lose sight of. That you know, if you when you if you look at children when they're learning to do something, if when children are learning to walk, they fall over all the time when they're first learning to walk. Well, they don't they don't ever just think, oh, I might as well give up. Do they? You know, they just carry on getting up and, and, and they keep going until finally they don't fall over anymore. And I think as grown-ups, we, we kind of forget that you might fail the first time you do something. And that's okay. Um, so I think, I think 
when you run, we all have runs which don't go very well for whatever reason. Um, we may not ever know the reason, but we, maybe we're just a bit too tired or we didn't sleep very well the night before or for whatever reason, we just it just doesn't, doesn't happen and we don't particularly enjoy it and we find it really hard and we find it really tough. But that doesn't mean you never run again. Um, it just means, you know, next time you go out, suddenly it all goes a bit better and you think, ah, that's okay, it was just a blip. Um, and... I think being kind of aware that that's okay, that we can admit that things are tough sometimes and that it is difficult and that we found it difficult and that that's not, it isn't a sign of weakness and it's not going to make anybody think, oh, I thought you were better than that. You know, we all have, we all have bad days. Um, And I think being able to just be aware and be open about the fact that that we all have bad days and when we do have a bad day going for a run might make us feel a bit better then that's that's all there is to it really it's quite it is again quite simple um but um yeah i'm hoping that it'll be something we'll do a bit more of um and that it might even bring us you know some sort of some new runners um who otherwise perhaps wouldn't have come with us I find just built up some nice friendships yeah. um, in the group and some particular ones and we've really opened up on some of our runs like having some really good chats mm. and there's something about definitely about being outside and running and it's also because sometimes people can find challenging opening up say if, you, if you're just sat opposite someone looking them eye to eye it can be far more challenging if you're running side by side yeah. and you're surrounded by other people and nature and other noises yeah it feels like it gives you an opportunity to be more open. Yeah. And 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 then when you open up, and then if someone else opens up, I often feel like if you open up, the other person feels like they can open up and mm-hmm. say, "Oh right, okay, I didn't realise you felt like that or yeah. that had happened." And it's a great way of just, yeah, realising that you know we've all got our own challenges at times, and um, and running or whatever can be a great way to release that I think so and you're right I think the fact that you are often alongside as opposed to opposite definitely makes it easier you don't have that sense of having to make eye contact and 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 feel that somebody's you know sort of really really focused um it's almost as if you're talking not quite talking to yourself but there is an element of of yeah just and you can you can choose how, how much you you like you you want to say um but um I think within the group, um, I'm often staggered at what people cope with. Actually, you know, when you, you know, some of, of what you know is going on in the in their lives, um, and um, it, it's very true to to. I know when you're having a tough time, you, you think you're the only person um, who's struggling, um, but that just is never the case. You know, we 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 nearly everybody has got some aspect that's that's difficult, um, and um, so I think. You know, sharing things and being more open about that is is only good, really. Um, and um, and yeah, you can look at somebody that you thought was had you know had everything and life is just wonderful, and then suddenly you you know you hear that maybe it's not, and they're, they're for whatever reason, um, yeah, they're they're struggling themselves, and um, and it's it's lovely. And you're right, we've got. I mean, one of one couple of ladies who um, you'd think had been friends forever 
actually have only met through resolution runners so they've known each other a couple of years but they're completely inseparable um, and um, it's lovely and they get on really really well but um, and they did so within about three weeks to the extent that we all thought that they'd come along you know kind of together but they just kind of buddied up in week one and, Mentally. Um, and yeah yeah definitely yeah yeah that sounds great yeah so you mentioned um before that you've um it feels quite empowering if you're in a particular place you can just go off and go running yourself where's your you know some of the highlights of places that you might have put your trainers on and gone for a run whether it be on a holiday or wherever yeah um I've had some nice holiday runs actually um and um and I often say to people in the group when they're going on holiday I treat holiday running as a bit of a bonus because I think yeah you are a holiday um, but you know you're a runner when you take your running shoes on holiday and you actually use them. Um, and um, one of my top holiday runs was um, we had a few days in the Isle of Arran um, a few years ago when um, Alex, our son, his brass band were there on tour. Um, and um, we were staying in a um, hotel and we were really lucky with the weather because we went at the end of August and it could have been horrendous, but it was absolutely beautiful. So it was clear and it was sunny. Um, and there was this lovely um, uh, sort of quite quite kind of mountainous trail um, not far from the hotel along something called the Glen Rosa Path. So there was a river at the bottom and it, it was just absolutely beautiful. And the second time I ran it, I ran it by myself it was quite hilly. It was hillier than I'm used to from being round here. Um, but I got up um, off the road and onto the start of the trail and there were two golden eagles that I could hear sort of circling above my head. Wow. Um, and, um, and it was one of those where, yeah, I just felt privileged really that I could, I could enjoy that type of scenery by running through it. And it was a, it was a beautiful day and I saw quite a few people walking. Um, and they were all commenting on, you know, oh, you must be really fit, you know, sort of because I was I was running and not walking, and uh, and and that was lovely. And that I'm, you know, I'm freely admit that I got a real boost from them thinking, you know, that well, you know, I'm not that fit, but it was just, um, and I ran. I ran sort of, I did about seven miles, um, and, but it was out and back. So I, I got to the point where I thought I really need to turn around and I just stopped and uh, it was very warm and there was a stream and I went and I sort of put my hands in the stream and chucked water over my face and just looked around and it was absolutely beautiful. And I still, that would still be one of those where, you know, you kind of shut your eyes and think, yeah, that was a really, that was a really lovely run. Um, I really enjoyed that one. Um, but I've run in New York. Um, and Central Park, that's exciting because it's so, it's just so iconic um, and so familiar. You know, you feel like you recognise it from all those films and TV series. And um, so I've done that a couple of times and that's, that's lovely. There's um, a reservoir right in the middle with a, a, a running loop around it um, and you can stop on that point and look across and sort of see the skyline and it's just um it's just great um so that was that was a nice, nice one as well um and i've run in paris um and it's uh which was hard work actually because it's not really very well geared up for runners so um too many rows to cross um very stop start <laughs> so it was it was a bit frustrating um but it's fun 
running on holiday um you know and, and it's it's nice to be able to do it without it's not it's not one to do where you you're obsessing about how fast you're running you know it's a different sort of run you need to be able to stop take the old photograph um and enjoy it so um it's but it's nice to be able to explore um some places do have um like running tours that you can actually book onto which i've i've never done but um might be another thing to think about. Um, I think there is. I think you can do that in New York, um, and um, they definitely do uh, some in Edinburgh. And there's a guy in Chester who does a running kind of tour, five k around sort of you know bits of historic Chester. What a great way to fun, so. to see places yeah. and stuff to take in, and also be meeting new people, like minded exactly. people. Yeah, yeah. So so that might be something to to look at. But yeah, holiday running is 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 good. Definitely. I absolutely love that story. I love Alan seeing two eagles. Oh, it was perfect. Above. That is just, <laughs> that is absolutely priceless. Yeah. You could not, yeah, that will stay with you until. Yeah, no, to it, the was, end of time. it really was, it was gorgeous, that one. Yeah, so wow. I think that's probably top, top run. <laughs> yeah, when we were in Mexico last year, I had the half marathon coming up, my first one, and I was like, I'm gonna have to take my running shoes, and I did, and um, and it felt really good just to go out, and the temperature, humidity was really high, but just to go out and get a, a few miles in mm. and just experience it in a new place, it just, it felt really, really good, really, really good. And one thing I'll just touch on there in terms of what's really helped me with this group, and for me training for my first half marathon, the way that you'd set up the program and the way that was, it really supported me to just go out and just achieve certain distances, run, do these slow runs, mm. which would be counterintuitive to how I would be trained to think I have to be running faster, but it's actually by running slower and longer, that's what gives me the stamina and the strength. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's been really supportive. So anyone who's listening to this who's thinking about doing some races or runs and it's really important I think to be part of a group or have a really good program in place yeah it does it definitely makes it easier um when you've got other people um to train kind of uh, alongside I think for those big big races particularly the first time you do them and um and you're right and 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 again one of the things behind setting up the group um was that sense of uh, helping people um not make not make the mistakes um, and and the classic one is feeling like you have to run every training run slightly faster than you ran it last time and um, and that just isn't an effective way to train um, and persuading people to run a long slow run slowly um, that's is is quite hard um, and um, you know it can take a week or two for people to to buy into it um, because they're just not used to running at you that, feel pretty sore yeah yeah when, when it's just completely different yeah. yeah and it uses your muscles in completely different ways um, but it's um, it's how you yeah you build that that stamina and actually your your aerobic fitness improves as well um, and um, so getting those runs right if you want to run um, yeah sort of half marathon or beyond is is really important um, but um, it's uh it can be quite challenging and, and some people you can always feel are never quite convinced <laughs> that, that it's actually the best way of doing it but it really is well it worked for me yeah it definitely worked for me when i was doing the half marathon the last couple of miles um it gave me that strength yeah. to get through there so if people are thinking about setting up or not necessarily setting up a group but just want to get out there running is there loads of great resources available for people I know the internet's full of them, but is there any particular ones? Well, um, I have to say, um, if if you want to just sort of start um, yourself, 
finding a, a, some sort of community to engage with um, if so if not your local community then a, a virtual one um, is also a good idea and um, I'm a huge fan of a, um, of a website called fetcheveryone.com um, which is um, a running mostly running um, uh, website um, and it's where you can um, just use it as a as a resource to um, you know sort of log your own training and 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 never engage with it but it is also um, f- full of lovely people um, there are sort of um, you know kind of discussion forums loads of resources in terms of setting up there's a whole area for beginners which um, gives you lots of advice on how to get going um, and then you can kind of connect with other beginners and you know share your experiences and that kind of thing um, and because um, I think I think doing it completely by yourself um, it's hard. Um, I think some people maybe get something out of doing it by themselves, um, and um, because it's very noticeable, we've certainly found over the years that um, we don't get nearly as many men turning up to the complete beginners as we do women. The men often come along when they've got themselves to five k, and then they kind of think, oh, "I now like a group to run with." Um, and whereas w- women seem to be a bit more kind of willing to engage with the whole process from the word go and and accept that they need help with everything um I don't know that maybe that's just a uh, a very sexist comment but that's how it appears um but um so I my I would say you know sort of connect up don't do it by yourself I did and it, you know it's, it's just definitely much harder um and I wish I'd I'd kind of joined a group much sooner than I did um don't ever think that um, there won't be somebody who is in exactly the same position as you, I suppose. Um, you know, there will be somebody who is finding it just as difficult, um, uh, and who is, you know, no faster and, and um, no, no, no stronger than you. Um, so, fetch everyone is a great place. Um, you can use and um, there's um, Run Together is another good website which lists. Um, all sorts of groups so not just formal running clubs but groups like ours we're on there so you can just put your postcode in and um, you'll get you know sort of pointed in the direction of um, uh, of groups near you um, and um, and they will basically sort of have information on there about the sorts of running that those groups do so the types of distances whether it's suitable for beginners or people wanting to improve that kind of thing um, and the run and talk runs are all listed there as well that's that's how England Athletics support that initiative so if you're looking for that type of thing then that's a place to go um, but there are um, I don't want to kind of diss formal running clubs either because um, they, they they vary a lot and um, there are some which are, are you know almost on the edge of kind of being elite athletics clubs but there are plenty that have their own beginners initiatives um, and um, they'll let you know you know if they if if they haven't um, got anything suitable for a beginner and maybe sort of point you towards somewhere else locally that has um, but um, but certainly once you're already running um, then um, connecting with your local club is a really good thing to do um, and it's certainly a good way to improve and get and get stronger and if you've got goals and objectives about you know running that first half marathon or then you know you'll, you'll get sort of help and support there as well so that sounds great. Plenty of pointers there to go in the yeah. direction. And something else that I've found really interesting that I've been seeing over the past year or two is the idea of a plogging. 
So, yes. you know, people are using it, you know, as an opportunity to clean up the towns and the cities to get out there and running. Um, it's, yeah, it's sometimes we'll see on some of our runs, you think, yeah, it could do with, could do with a bit of a clean up. Yeah, I think we should, I think we should do one of those um, because, um, yeah, one or two of our routes, um, occasionally you do look around and think, oh God, you know, um, particularly along the East Lanks where people are tra- chucking things out the car windows, I think sometimes, but um, yeah, but I think that's um, definitely another one to put on our list of, of objectives. Um, and um, it's great. I mean, I think, um, yeah, it seems to me the, run, the, the running community um, in all shapes and forms has, has never been anything other than um, kind of warm, welcoming and, and, and supportive. And I think, um, you know, there are lots of really positive um, things that, that go on that are kind of connected. Um, there's a thing called Good Gym as well, which is... Um, mostly kind of London focused I think is where it started but um, where they use runners to actually kind of connect up with people in the community Um, and so maybe um, you know you'll kind of do some shopping for a neighbour but you kind of run to the shop (laughs) run back with the shopping so it's kind of part of um, your run but it's kind of doing other other bits and pieces like that and um, and that's quite a good initiative as well but um, there isn't anything uh, they haven't got anything up up here yet, but um, maybe they will one day. But um, there's certainly a few few down in London that are connected to that. I think there's a few dotted over in my parts of Manchester. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Yeah, maybe as well. Yeah. It feels like it's the ultimate do-gooder thing, yeah, isn't it? it? Does. Really? It's like it's taking it to a whole new level to make you feel good in yourself, yeah. you know, and that you're helping others. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, we'll see. It's nice that them things are spawning from, yeah. from this, and people yeah. are are still getting in the morning runs, but they're tying it in. Well, okay, instead of do that loop, we'll run to the shops in that town, and then we'll run back and yeah, and stuff. So, yeah. yeah it's nice well, to we see. D- we've um, we've done our food bank runs a couple of times, which um, which is good as well. So yeah, we we um, we you bring along something, hopefully not too heavy, um, and then we run to the yeah, we run to the food bank in Tesco's and then drop it off and then carry on. Um, and that, that's that's worked quite well. Um, yeah, it does. So, and yeah. when we go in there, people are looking around at us. Yeah, thirty yeah. or forty of us. Yes, um, in our high vis. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, I think that's great because people um, can be inspired by that and, yeah. and want to get involved and, um, yeah, it's yeah. really good. So I think we're coming to the close of this. It's been, it's had a really nice flow to it and it's been nice hearing about the story and stuff. Um, so, yeah, I think it has it, but what I'd like to ask all my guests, mm-hmm. so since this podcast is about doing good and something I think that you very much have been doing good for your local community and stuff, I'm interested to hear what maybe thoughts or advice you may offer others who are thinking about going out and doing their own little bit of good, whatever it may be. Um, but I'd love to hear that from you. Well, I think oh, that's a very good question, but I think um, I think we spent too long thinking about it. So I think my advice would be um, just to have a go and um, don't be afraid to start very small. Um, so... You know, we we just put a, a, a note up on Facebook um, and said um, we're thinking of doing this, um, and uh, you know you can come along and it's free and this is who we are, and we had no idea how many people would turn up, and um, if it had only been two or three, that would have been fine. Uh, and I think sometimes you just have to start um, and be prepared for it to maybe take you know a while before something 
is a kind of ingrained locally. Um, so don't necessarily give up if the first time you do something only three people come. Um, that doesn't mean it's not worked because for those three people you might have made a really big difference. Um, and um, so yeah, just 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 start. Don't if you think you've got a good idea and it appeals to you, then probably it will appeal to someone else. Um, it just might take a while for you to connect up with those people, so be prepared to to just keep keep doing it and and um, you know keep. So if you've decided, so with something like us, you know we like well we'll be there at nine o'clock on a Saturday morning, and there'll always be someone at nine o'clock on a Saturday morning that you can run five k with. That was at its simplest in a sense, I suppose, where we've ended up. Um, and um, yeah, we would just always make sure that happened. And if there was only ever one other person, that would be fine. I think that's great. That sounds like really sound advice and something that I can really relate to in terms of often we can overthink stuff and think, I'll, I'll do it once I've planned all this and I've got all this ready, when really the key seems to be just start before you're ready yeah. and make it up as you go along. Yeah, and I think that's it. And I think, in, and if at heart, if your intentions, if your intentions are good um, and, you know, fundamentally... Your idea is, is is good, then then people are, are very forgiving. They won't they won't mind if it's not been planned to the nth degree. Um, they won't um, even notice no, it. Either. They probably won't. Um, and particularly if you're doing something voluntarily, and it and it's free, and you know, yeah, then it, it takes it, the pressure off. A it lot does. Of yeah, definitely, it does. Um, I mean, we've you know we've never had when we've always been very responsive. If people have been slightly unhappy because something's not gone. You know terribly well or they felt like they've you know they've had to work too hard or what you know we, we always try and, and, and react to that and be sensitive to it but but fundamentally um we know what we're about now and i think we just sort of stick to that so if people turn up and like they're not willing to turn around and run back to the person at the back of the group well then don't run with us because that's what we're about and that's what we do um so you know, we kind of stick to our rules um, uh, and, and 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 be very clear about that, so people fit in, or that or they don't, but the vast majority do. Yeah. Sounds great. Well, it's been really good talking to you today. I'm looking forward to my next run out with the group on Wednesday. Yeah. Um, so thank you for your time today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So there we have it. There's my episode of Ellie all wrapped up. I uh, hope you enjoyed that one. Um, I just wanted to share her Ellie's message because I think it's really inspiring what she's doing and it just goes to show that any of us can go out there and do our own little bit bit of good but also get a lot of goodness out of it ourselves and particularly in Ellie's case you know it's getting out there and really keeping fit and for me I've been part of the group now for 18 months or so and it's really supported me had a massive impact I think on my health and my well-being and my mental state particularly so if anyone's out there who's thinking of you want to do some exercise like I was absolutely pants at running going right back I would run a little bit here and there but I'd get stitches really easily and, and really quickly and be out of breath after a couple of minutes running now I can you know run for well over an hour even longer and not feel like that so it's just been a nice slow and steady um, development for me and something that it's really like you know it's empowering it feels really good and um, taking our health in our own hands and it sets us up really well like I've touched about in a few episodes I think the stronger we are the healthier we are the more likely we are to to do some more good in ourselves and our lives and other lives so I hope you enjoy this episode please check out the show notes 
below for some of the things that we spoke about. And until next time, have a good one. Oh, and before I go, just, you know, if you like this, please like, share, subscribe, or share it with a friend that you think might like this. And please leave me some comments and I'll uh, I'll gladly read them out at the next episode and stuff. And if you're on Apple, please uh, leave me a review. So anyway, guys, thanks a lot. Until next time, have a good one. Mm-hmm.